0: It really seemed like, as a country, we had moved past Chris Kobach. We dodged a bullet last year, and that we were finally going to not have to worry about him anymore. But it looks like that's not the case. He's back on the radar once again. And joining us now to break down the potential damage that Chris Kobach could continue to do to the US, Greg Palast, author of several New York Times bestsellers, including the best democracy money can buy. Greg, welcome to the show.
1: Glad to be with you, John.
0: Glad to have you here, and I I know that uh, recently you have turned your attention to Chris Kobach and you've been investigating him, and so uh, who better uh, to talk to about the role he might play in government. Uh, He's popped back up on our radar because there is the the possibility that he could be involved in uh, instituting Donald Trump's uh, immigration policies in the future, which isn't necessarily what he's been known for nationally over the past few years. Um, What do you think about him uh, reemerging on the national scene?
1: Oh boy, Uh, you know, right now uh, Trump would like him to be immigration czar or czarina. I don't want to be too gender biased, but the um, Chris Kobach got his start. I know he's known as the vote thief in chief. If not for uh, his vote thieving uh, schemes, Donald Trump wouldn't be president. He owes him a lot. But uh, he started out as uh, with a white supremacist group called FAIR, who's, uh, and he was the lawyer for this group. And in fact, I think he still remains uh, a council for FAIR, uh, which says its purpose is to maintain a European-majority America. I know some of you thought America should be an American-majority America, but <laughs> not Chris Kobach. Uh, he's also the author of SB 1070, well, even while he was uh, in um a uh, Kansas state official, Secretary of State, mm-hmm. he wrote SB 1070, the, what the ACLU called the driving while brown law, is basically thrown out by the US Supreme Court. He's also the guy who came up with uh, the re- racist, uh, what I discovered when working for Rolling Stone is that he's the guy who created the uh, program called Interstate Cross Check, which is basically they're checking for people with common names like uh, Black, um, Ho chung martinez rodriguez you get it to remove them from the voter rolls by saying that they voted in two states 538 guys named and i can't make this up named uh, james brown removed from (laughs) the voter rolls of georgia this actually uh, elected uh, brian kemp over Stacey abrams Mm -hmm. using this cross check system of finding so-called double registered voters basically people with common Ethnic names. 1.1 million voters were removed, mostly voters of color. Uh, we broke that story in Rolling Stone, but uh, uh, unfortunately, uh, um, you know, the, the the people lost their votes, and, and we have both Donald Trump and, and uh, in Georgia, Brian Kemp. He's also the guy, by the way, who came up. Who he told me I, I had to jump him. Uh, I am literally going to disguise to get an interview with this guy. <laughs> pretending I was a local station guy had a, you know, it was like a ridiculous disguise, but I got to him. But later he called me back trying to talk me out of a, out of the story in Rolling Stone, say he was very proud of the fact that he's the one who came up with the idea of the wall and telling Donald Trump to say that Mexico will pay for the wall.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: He's also the guy and then I'll, I'll let I'll, I can't, you know, I'll, I'll stop here because I've been watching this guy now and hunting him down for six years. He's the guy who came up with the law in Kansas, and it's also been passed in, in Alabama, but found um, uh, found unconstitutional that requires you to prove you're a citizen to vote. Now, hey, yeah. John, you might think, well, yeah, you ought to be a citizen to vote, but you know what? We're not Red China, and so we don't carry citizenship cards, and we don't have chips in our head yet. <laughs> so, it's, so the result of this, you have to prove you're a citizen in order to register to vote, resulted in 36,000 Students, mostly students, and a few Air Force officers, by the way, who were pro- prohibited from voting in Kansas in 2016. 36,000 people. This is going to be rolled out nationwide until a uh, federal judge uh, slammed uh, Kobach when he when he admitted that not one of the 36,000 people he stopped from voting were non citizens. They're all Americans, like I say, including several U.S. Air Force officers who were plaintiff. Plaintiffs in a case. In fact, his legal uh, uh, skills that Donald Trump relies on were so questionable that the judge found him in contempt and ordered him to do six hours, uh, go back to law school for six hours to (laughs) learn some basic procedures about the law.
0: (laughs) That might not be a bad idea for a lot of our elected officials, actually, uh, but certainly embarrassing for him. So you've laid out you know, who he is basically, what, he, what effect he has had over the course of his career so far. And so we can sort of we can imagine what, what he might do if he was immigration czar. Um, there are a few other names that have been bandied about as well. From what you know of Chris Kobach, what do you think about him filling the role versus someone like, for instance, Stephen Miller, in terms of how much damage could be done based on who ends up in that position?
1: I think Kobach is the most dangerous. I mean, Steve Miller's a, a kind of a fruitcake, which means he's a chief advisor to the president. Uh, but um, you know, Kobach, for all his you know for all his wacky moves, uh, has degrees from Yale, Harvard, and Oxford. He is a brilliant and dangerous uh, spider in the uh, in the right wing web. Yeah, and that's the guy I fear most. I mean, there's also Cuccinelli, who's a kind of an acolyte, uh, the uh, the guy who uh, failed in his run for governor of Virginia, is an acolyte of Kobach, who's also um, on the list. But we know that Trump really, really wants Kobach, even though his staff is like really afraid of him. The reason I, by the way, they created that he wants to create this job of um, of uh, uh, immigration czar, czarina is that uh, it doesn't have to be confirmed by the Senate. And the Republican senators from Kansas, his own state said they wouldn't vote to confirm him if he were named to a cabinet post like Homeland Security. This is worse. This puts him in charge of Homeland Security. And by the way, one of the things he said he would do, he's already said he would do uh, on Fox and, and elsewhere and to me is that he would look at He's the guy, by the way, who came up with the question on the census form. Are you a citizen or do you have uh, non-citizens in your household? He wants to use those census forms to match them against voter rolls and say, aha, there's a Jose Garcia at this address and there's a Jose Garcia registered at this address. Obviously that Jose Garcia is an illegal immigrant voter um, and remove them from the voter rolls. This could, this could knock out easily a million and a half people. He said 1 million foreigners Voted for Hillary Clinton, I kid you not, 1 million. He could not, and remember he had the power as Kansas Secretary of State legal power to look for, the hunt these people down, he tried. He couldn't find two yeah. out of the million illegal foreign voters, he couldn't find two.
0: That is, that is certainly embarrassing. Uh, one, one more question I have for you: uh, If he, let's say he ends up as immigration czar, um, we know that that thankfully the courts have stepped in a couple of times before to deal with Chris Kobach. We know that Donald Trump apparently one of the reasons he forced out Kirsten Nielsen was that she kept telling him to not break the law, and uh, he recently spoke with a group of uh, border patrol officers and told them not to listen to judges when it comes to migrants entering the country. If uh, Kobach ends up in this position. How bound by the law and by the courts do you think he will he will be?
1: Well, that's the danger. Like I said, Kobach has law degrees from Yale, Harvard, and Oxford. And uh, therefore, he's a master criminal, literally. I mean, in the sense that, that he has again and again and again violated the law, particularly the document called the Constitution. So, but he's very brilliant at coming up with uh sophisticated and bogus arguments to say that he's not breaking the law. I mean he's the guy behind all these little towns uh saying that you you know you're gonna get arrested if you sell an illegal immigrant, a slurpee, you know, um and all this stuff's been thrown out by courts, but he's very brilliant at making it sound reasonable and legal when it's not even close to it. Wow. So it is he's dangerous. Yeah, he would be he's the guy whispering in Trump's ear that these things are, these illegal moves are legal. And that's why the last Homeland Security uh, um, you know, chief, she quit because basically whatever she would say, Kobach would whisper in the, in the agent orange ears and he'd be done.
0: Wow, okay, well, that's terrifying. So we wanna thank you <laughs> for, for scaring the hell out of us, but we do appreciate you joining us on the show. Uh, you. You've written a number of books. Uh, I, wanna, I wanna plug the best democracy money can buy and, and as well, you did an, an update to uh, the, the film the best democracy money can buy the case of the stolen election including- Starring Chris Kobach.
1: Starring Chris Kobach.
0: Exactly. Uh, for more information on Chris Kobach, uh, anyone uh, watching this should go and take a look at that. So Greg, thank you for joining us on the show.
1: You're welcome.